In the second reading today, St. Paul says, I should like you to be free of anxieties, and then lists off the things about which you should be anxious. It's the ultimate dad move. You know, whenever your parents come to visit, yes, as wonderful as it is, there's always something. There's always something that leaves you a little more anxious or something to do. I remember my, my dad came over the summer last year and we played golf one day and on Saturday morning we went for a long walk and we came back to the church and the church needed some, some yard work done and of course my dad, you know, told me so very clearly, very bluntly. Uh, I think the words, you should be ashamed of yourself, may have come out of his mouth in a joking way, of course. Right? But sometimes we just have to recognize in our life that no matter what the path we take, there's always going to be pressure. There's always going to be expectations and anxiety. And it can seem, admittedly so, overwhelming. It can seem that we just can never get out of this cycle of pressure and anxiety. We look around our world and it's just overcome right now with division, with tension. All of these things adding up, making us feel more and more anxious, more and more uncomfortable and unsettled. And yet the Lord comes to us, and we must believe this, to set us free. So that you and I, even though, yes, we deal with the pressures and anxieties which are real, we do so with faith and with trust, with confidence, not in ourselves, but in the Lord, who, as St. Paul says elsewhere, never tests us beyond the measure of the grace that he gives to us. But we have to know how to go about that. It's not just this thing that comes to us. We actually have to respond. And sometimes we don't respond in the right way, and sometimes we do. I know in my own life there have been very different ways of approaching to pressure and anxiety. And I'll give you two very different examples because they happened about eight years almost to the day apart from each other. The first one was my college graduation. That was like the most anxious day of my entire life. And here's why. Like, I had everything that I thought would make me happy. I was in a relationship, I had a nice job in front of me where I was going to serve the poor, I, was, I had friends, I had all of these things, I had a nice head of hair, I was fit, all of these things that people say would make you happy. And I was miserable and overwhelmed by the pressure. I didn't trust, I didn't know what was in front of me. I couldn't see beyond the day and the pressure. I had all of these things, but I didn't know what to do with them or why. I had them. Eight years, again, almost to the day later, was my priestly ordination. And if you think of the pressure that comes with a college graduation where the world is in front of you, the expectations of priestly ordination are a lot higher. You're going to be Jesus for people when you act sacramentally. That's a pretty high bar, much higher than go out and find a nice job and be rewarded for it. It was overwhelming. And yet, on the day of my ordination, I was overjoyed for the work. Because in eight years, something had changed. And that one thing is this. When I graduated college, the moral, the ultimate moral authority in my life was me and my pleasure. But something changed. And all of a sudden, I realized that the God who, as we heard in the gospel, Jesus, the God who comes into this world and drives out demons, liberates captives, heals the sick and the lame, who, re who redeems us from the cross, that when he became my authority, when his standards became my standards, 
They were a lot higher and a lot more challenging, but all of a sudden I was free and joyful for the work. Because the Lord never allows us, never, out, never allows us to outdo him in generosity. If we give but a little, he gives everything. He calls us to repent and he dies for us and rises from the dead for us and drives out demons for us and frees us and opens the way before us. But we have to trust in his authority. We have to recognize that he, as he says he is, is the way, the truth, and the life. And we have to live our life in accord with that. The stresses and the pressures and the anxieties, they're always going to be there. But through the cross, they have meaning and purpose. They are redemptive. They are liberating. They bring us joy and peace and union with God, which is ultimately for what we are made. Because when you and I, when we are our own authority, we set a pretty low standard for ourselves. I hope this makes me feel good. I hope that I can get something out of this. What a low standard. Comfort is not a high standard. But the standard of Jesus is perfection. And when we start to get closer to the bar we think the Lord is putting in front of us, he raises it even higher because guess what? Our joy comes not from pleasure and comfort, but from living and striving after the greatness and perfection for which we are created. You are made to be perfectly united with God in heaven, to be perfect. That's the Lord's greatest desire for you and for me. But we must trust and follow after his authority. And such is Jesus' love for us that he comes into this world and establishes a church for us to give us clear teaching and authority by which to guide our lives. Not to shackle us and oppress us with more pressure and anxiety, but to liberate us, to free us, to help us see and to live in accord with the way that we were made. And yes, this is not easy. It comes at a great cost. Perhaps the greatest cost in my own journey was I had a lot of people in my social, my close social circle when I graduated from college and not as many when I became a priest. But the ones who were there still loved me and supported me in ways that I didn't even know were possible when I was in college. When we live for something greater, the Lord surrounds us and encourages us to surround ourselves with others who are striving after the same thing. And we find that peace that only comes from following after Jesus. We have to live according to his standard. If we continue to live according to our standards, to settle for what is comfortable and convenient, our life will be a lie and we will always be unsatisfied. But to follow the authority of Christ, to even if we need to, to cry out and ask for his help, to ask him to drive out from us those things that keep us from him. Guess what? He has authority to do that. The worst of all creation, the demons, the angels who rejected God have no authority over Christ. And neither do your sins or your brokenness. They pale in comparison. When God's light shines on your face, when God offers you his mercy, it is perfect, it is absolute. He drives out those things so that you can be healed, so that you can be made whole, so that you can be a shining example of his glory. Anxieties and pressure are real. They will always be there. But there is one thing that they can never overcome. 
There is one person who offers himself to you in the sacraments and in particular in the Eucharist. Jesus comes to you as he came into that synagogue 2,000 years ago. He offers you his peace. He offers you his mercy. He offers you life everlasting and joy without measure. Will you have the courage and the strength to ask for that help? And if you don't, ask a friend. Come and talk with a priest. Come to the sacrament of confession. Join a Bible study. This community exists to help each and every one of us, each and every one of you, to know and to love Jesus and to live the great life you are made to live.